Do you feel alone? Even your mama doesn't love you. Do you think you're weird? A bowling ball shouldn't be able to fit in there. Do you have a secret? I bet it's big. True Me with Kevin and Farah. Driven by secrets, fueled by shame. So I was thinking about your penis the other day. Why do you always think about my penis? Because I like to think of ghosts sometimes. <laughs> okay, so which penis are you talking about? <laughs> ghost First penis. of all. No, but my question is like, okay, so I find out that when you get married, you have to do like an HIV or AIDS test. Yeah, I right? found out about that recently too. I thought it was quite weird. Yeah, That only like one certain race has to do it. Besides the, that point, mm-hmm. the, like I've never done it. I've never had an HIV test. Have you? Of course. You... What? Yeah, I've never had an HIV test. Why? Is it just not important to you? You just don't th- you just don't think you're ever going to get it? No, that's the thing. I think I'm a dumbass. I think mm-hmm. I'm at most times I'm incredibly lazy about my own health and sexual health. Um but I am going to do it. I'm actually going to do it next week. So I'm excited about that. Cool. But I wanted to ask you uh-huh. since like, you know, you you're I'm assuming you've done it because yeah, you I've done reacted it multiple in times. such a judgmental way. What? <laughs> no, I was, I was. Uh, the thing is, I think it comes with from from within yourself to feel judged when you go to get an HIV yeah. test because uh, you you think I don't know about everybody, but I think when I go for an HIV test, I'm like, oh, I'm being a slut. But technically, you're you're not. You're being a responsible human being, and that's the mindset I think people should go in with. However, the last time I went, the doctor came back with the results and told me that I had zero antibodies, what? and I said. Oh God! What does it mean? Because it usually means you know, like if you have low antibodies, it could mean that you have yeah. you you have uh, whatever diseases there is, right? And I, and he said, oh, this means that you're technically a dead person, so it means that the test <laughs> is not, incorrect. She's not wrong. Though. Yeah, he's like, it means the test is incorrect. We have to do it again. But that scared me for a good half an hour. Yeah. So I had to wait for another half an hour for the results to come out, and uh, luckily it was fine. But still, it's something that I think uh, whatever you think about HIV or AIDS, you should go and get tested, especially especially if you are sexually active or you suspect that your partner is sexually active but if you've never done it before go get it checked exactly and I think there is this thing that people tend to believe that HIV and AIDS is super passe it was a thing of the 80s it was Mm. a thing of the 90s let's not worry about it right now and that my friend is wrong and one person to prove this fact is Dr. Raj Dr. Raj is back in the studio here again thank you (laughs) Couldn't get enough of your voice the last time. So from the last time, I think many people heard this and they came to check at the clinic. And I think that was very Those are all my cousins. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought, family. That was your past. I forced them. I forced all of them. That was your past. Like, yeah, hey, hey, go get checked. All my immediately went to get checked. Four of them. <laughs> <laughs> from last month. Oh. <laughs> from last month. So what about today? Morning, today? The morning uh, one? The breakfast? Eight, unfortunately. But, but, be but that's the thing. Like, so, okay. The, the reason that I think That I wanted to really talk about HIV and AIDS today Is because A few days ago A few weeks ago What had happened was There was a person that leaked This database uh, In Singapore That revealed Every single individual Who, who got tested And was HIV positive And leaked it online Okay And there hey, were In Singapore In Singapore Isn't right? that like The country where they kick you out If you have <laughs> HIV Yeah so th- With Singapore Judgment. There was a There was a ruling before 2015 yeah. That no one with HIV positive was allowed into the country. So they've changed that since 2015. Uh-huh. But this this database is now online. And there has been human resource directors that have come out um, saying that if anyone from their company is on that list, they'd be terminated immediately. Because of their HIV? Because of their status. And this just freaked me out because it just... 
in itself. So few people are getting tested. And now with this, people are going to not get tested. I'll never get tested because what if my company finds out? Yeah, yeah, the whole idea of this HIV thing, why, you know, people just go by not getting tested is the prejudice and the stigma that people have towards not just the people who are contracting HIV, but even those who are actually just going to get tested because they can be so judgmental, mm. right? I mean, you can't tell your family like, oh, you know what? I'm going to the clinic to get tested. You know, <laughs> yeah. can you imagine the chaos that will take place? Yeah. And you know, up to date, if we look into the country progress on HIV, the report that came out for 2017, there's about 87,000 plus people living with HIV. And that's up to 2017. And this is Malaysia? This is Malaysia, hmm. right? Wow. So, and about 83% of that, just adults and children. And uh, male being the dominant uh, group of people with uh, contracted HIV. What's the percentage then? With terms of men, how much more men are? Well, it's the majority. The, the majority of it, yeah, are men. Wow. So, uh, just a question. Let's say with HIV AIDS, it's also this sort of, um, this stereotype that, that more men who have sex with men are more prone to getting HIV. Yes, definitely. Now, you see, with the shift, I think there's been a shift initially about maybe, say, 10 years back, right? It was the intravenous drug users. I used to, because, you know, there's this. there used to be this com- campaign called Jauhi Dada. Yeah. You used to remember with the skeleton and you know, with all the fringes. So now, but nobody now says have sex with condom, right? No more. That doesn't happen anymore. I mean, why, why, why don't we have that billboard sticking up? So what happened about 10 years back, I think it has shifted intravenous drug users to men who sleep with men, right? It could be homosexual, it could be heterosexual. And the other two other key community in this, uh, who fall into this category, or you're known as a key population, would definitely be the female sex workers as well as the transgenders. So, you know, is it something that only so for example, uh, female sex workers and transgenders, they are they're, they're they've got a higher possibility of catching something like this because their profession or their sex life uh, is at a higher risk. And is there an age thing like for example, are are high school kids yeah, so getting I think HIV from the consensus? I think the age has also been the majority of people's about 18 to 39 of age. Okay. Oh, wow. the, the who are in the who have contracted HIV who is the main key population there. So now when we talk about these female sex workers and transgenders, right? So sometimes I would not solely blame them because when you know, this could be a little bit uh, off topic or sensitive, but you know, female sex workers or transgenders, most of the time, the key question that we ask is, are you paid for sex? So what happens here is, uh, what I've heard from some of uh, my friends or, you know, patients per se, it is the client who actually demands for sex without condom. Mm. You know, I yeah. mean, it's a very sad state because it's 2019 and people are still, you know, they still have this perception that when you have a condom on, sex is not going to be pleasurable. But, you know, they fail to realize that something, you know, this can actually cause you a life, but not just you, by you being not responsible or by you throwing another few hundreds, right? It's just going to affect the other person as well. What about, um, sorry if this sounds really crass, eating ejaculation? Eating ejaculation. Yeah. <laughs> swallowing. swallowing. Ejaculation. See, that could have sounded much better. How about swallowing? Oh, swallowing idiot. semen. Let's semen. do that. Yeah. yeah. So how Definitely. about that? Like, is it is it is it is that a high risk thing to the digestive? Yeah, because you see, your semen will contain. It definitely contains the virus, mm-hmm. right? So either so if you way, in it. out. No, but that's the thing. When I was younger, I was told that you couldn't get HIV by swallowing, by swallowing ejaculate. 
like they said that oh that's an entirely different thing I'll go into unless you've digestion. got like cuts in your mouth unless you have cuts in your mouth exactly that's exactly what I was told is that mm. accurate it is accurate definitely but don't do it don't do it don't risk it that's <laughs> yeah, what you're I mean, saying like, I think you're risking yourself by doing that. It's not just the cuts because it's not cuts which are visible to you, right? Yeah. Sometimes it could be very micro, yeah. right? You could have a micro abrasion and so on. Yeah, so true. why take the risk? And yeah. I think it's not only really that. You might never know whether you might be having a ulcer down there, right? A peptic ulcer in your stomach as well. Yeah. Right. So all these things can make things seep out. Yeah. Seep out. Now we're gonna slip out and <laughs> seep back in shortly with Dr. Raj. I think it's still sometimes frustrating for me to to be aware of the fact that as a gay man, you could possibly have a higher risk. You have a higher risk of contracting HIV because of how much you sleep around. And that's not inaccurate. No, it's mm-hmm. not about how much you sleep around. You can sleep around, but if you're safe, why so? Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, it still comes sex. back to the same thing like what we spoke earlier on. Yeah. Right? It's all about safe sex. And I think in our last season, we were talking about monogamous and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not a thing. But, you know, here we have a prejudice that the moment you're gay, they said, oh, you will get HIV, right? Yeah. So I think that is a misconception because I think there are many people, you see, because I think it boxed down to yourself and it's about being responsible. And we're not just talking about homosexual you know, who men who sleep with men, you must also address the part that they are heterosexuals who also, you know, indirectly or directly sleep with men. So we are talking about a very vast community here. So that is why I would personally think that that is why MSM is now one of the most, uh, you know, top rated yeah, it's a group. numbers game because there's just more people who do that. So therefore, there are going to be more people who are going to be affected by that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And it's if they're a, not yeah. practicing safe sex or safer sex, yeah. then they're more... Um, I mean, like in the 1980s, that you know, like in America, they said, oh, this is a gay disease, yeah. right? So being gay was just, they might just stone you to death. Or, you know, it's, it's a taboo thing. But, yeah. but now I think as we are moving on, I, I would not pin it down and say this is a gay disease. No, mm-hmm. it's not. You see, there's even like mother-to-child transmission. There's so many other ways. And why go so far? Even in the healthcare system, you're exposed, you're susceptible to having HIV by needle pricks and so on. Is it still a death sentence to be diagnosed with HIV? With the prejudice of people, Mm -hmm. which it's going to just make you crazy. You're going to be affected socially. (laughs) I think mentally more. Uh But as much as medicine is concerned, for today, I think with zero viral load and a good CD4 count, I think... Your lifestyle would be good You see mm-hmm. There is a lot so, of changes That can happen So not only could it Lengthen your life By being on medication It could also improve Your standard of living Or yes. your quality of life the Quality right? of life is definitely I have a question Like so I know of couples Who they are both HIV positive And they're in a relationship And they're in a sexual relationship Is that something that You know Is there any health Sort of you know like what do they still do they have example. do they have to use a condom for example because or? i know for a fact they don't use a condom mm-hmm. and they're both hiv positive but is that is that a relationship that could exist healthily by having sex unprotected yeah so like as the guideline says and so on it's all about you know your cd4 count and again your viral load uh-huh. but what are they looking into like okay do they want to conceive do they want to have children then that's a whole different ball game yeah, right. but if it's I'll, yeah, two couples, they are they're not thinking of having two couples, two people who are not thinking of having children, then it's okay. Can they have children? But then there's a risk of the there child. There is a risk. There's having, a very high risk. Is there a risk, or is it like a like ninety five percent and above kind of a risk? There's is it? Is, there, is that how? Yeah, it's very high. It's a high risk, but obviously, uh, you will test. 
right? Once a child is born and so on. Yeah. So things are done. There is there are, there are ways that you could uh, prevention, unless you are taking your pro- uh, medications properly. Yeah. Right. But still, I would not deny and say there's no risk. Right? Yeah, so because should understand thing, about this. Yeah, yeah. There was a point where I know somebody who knew he was HIV positive. His wife knew he was HIV positive, and he was on medication. And they decided to have a baby anyway. So she was uh, negative. Yes, she was sorry, negative. Yeah, she was negative. So yeah. So this is what drug comes in, and it's called prep. So it is. It was actually created for these serodiscondent couples, right? So if just say he is negative, uh, positive, and she's HIV negative. Negative. So it is a pre-exposure prophylaxis. So that's what PrEP stands for. So basically, it's a drug with antiviral where she would have to take it yeah. right for some time. But then now... Uh, so she could get pregnant without, without getting HIV. Yeah. There's a risk, definitely. I think it's it's much lesser. All right. Okay. Yeah, but the, the rule is it's not encouraged, correct? I wouldn't say it's not encouraged. I would not make the statement. It's just that you gotta... You gotta <laughs> I think you just gotta be, care, be care, careful, careful and clever. Because okay. it's about your baby's health. You're creating another human being. Exactly. Uh, now, now, since you've, we, you, you've spoken about um, PrEP, let's dive in a little bit into PrEP. PrEP's available in Malaysia now, yeah? Yes, it's available in Malaysia, definitely. And you can even get it in our clinics. Tell us what it does. So basically, it prevents you from contracting HIV. And uh, definitely, as I told earlier, the the main idea of using PrEP was if you are serodiscondent. But now I think with the mindset of people, it is now the drug to prevent. I think what most people are doing these days, like gay men out there or even uh, sex workers, they go on PrEP. So the good thing about it is it reduces your risk. Oh, it reduces. It's not like 100% prevention. It reduces your risk. So that is when, you see, but you can't take this off the records, right? You're not, you got to go to a doctor, you got to get checked Uh. because with an antiviral or with a drug, definitely there's side effects as well, right? So you got to really know your drug and what you're taking. And you got to also get tested. And you can't take PrEP if you are HIV positive because that would cause a resistance to the HIV drug later on, Fuck, right? Yeah. So, you know, things like this people should really know, right? Uh, so that is why I think it's important if they want to go into PrEP or certain drugs, they have to consult a doctor, a doctor or like a health provider. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> One of the uh, biggest misconceptions that I have received on, uh, biggest questions that I've received on social media is uh, a lot of people ask, aren't HIV and AIDS the same thing? Now, I think you'd be the right person to answer that question. Well, in the long run, HIV will get into AIDS. So that's why it's important. And today, I think, like we're talking about 2019 and mm-hmm. we're trying to end AIDS by 2030. Yeah. Right? So with the medication that we have today and the perfect healthcare system that, you know, it's it's always going on with new researchers and so on. I think the tendency to go into AIDS is lesser compared to what it was. Mm-hmm. Right? So you, are you saying that general, general numbers have actually dropped? Uh, yes, they have dropped. Significantly? Significantly. So that's fantastic. That's actually great news. Yeah, for anybody who's who could be living with HIV and if they are unaware, or perhaps if you know someone who has this condition, if you hear this episode, share it with them. Yeah, but you know the sad thing is, you know, earlier we were talking about the key population, right? Uh-huh. Even in that key population, is less than 
percent who actually went and got themselves tested for HIV. So people don't get tested to begin with, therefore yes. they cannot be informed. Cannot be informed. With whatever that can be done after that. So how do we get straight, gay, whoever, young, old people to go get tested for HIV? Is there is it expensive? Why do you think they don't do it? The number one factor is definitely stigma and prejudice. Because if uh, cost is concerned, it's not it's it's not exorbitant, right? So you can get tested within 100 ringgit and uh, HIV or HIV test per se you can get it in the government clinics and also private clinics like uh, like I run a private clinic in uh, Pukit Bintang it's called Malaysian Urgent Care and you see so yeah we can get it done there mm-hmm. so it's easy and it's fast so right now we have the fourth generation I just want to say really kids and so on. Yeah, because like one thing that's um, It's great that the numbers have gone down But here's the thing about it Has the number of people being tested gone up? You know, I don't think the stigma Surrounding getting tested or HIV Has been lifted, you know So the idea is that The numbers are there But I don't think the numbers are 100% accurate I think they represent a very small um, Segment of our society Or maybe we just don't talk about it Do you ask your friends like Hey, do you get tested? Like I think today's the first First time I asked you that question. Yeah. So so that's the thing. I think at the end of the day, today, let's all make a pact to go out there and find out our status. Yeah. I think to go like out there and get tested. Every you, six months, remind your friend, hey, do you want to go get tested together? It could be a thing. Like if you're going to... Be, yes, you if, have to. Yeah, like if you're going to thing. Malaysian Urgent Care, <laughs> go out. there, <laughs> mm-hmm. turn it to a night out. Go out with friends. You have a support system. Go have a meal and go clubbing after. If they can peer pressure you into watching horrible Marvel movies, they can peer pressure you into to get going tested. to get tested. That's yeah. the truth. Thank you so much, Dr. Raj. Thank you. So much for now we've been talking to Dr. Rajavel and he's the Center Medical Director of MUC which stands for Medical Malaysian Pol- Urgent Care Malaysian Urgent Care and you can find them at polyclinicmuc.com and uh, mucclinics.com that works as well mucclinics.com and uh, they're in Jalan Alor if I'm not yeah, mistaken uh, so go get tested if you're confused if you don't want to get tested but you just want more information you can always email them go to the website find out more and uh if you have we can just questions talk. about pricing, <laughs> yeah. you can talk to doctor we can as well. Because yeah. that's the whole that's the whole reason we're doing this, and this is yeah. so important. I can't believe we've we've had the show on the air for two years, and we've never, never talked about it. Talked about HIV, and it's it's not all fun and games when you're in the LGBT community, or even as even if you're straight. Yeah, here's the thing, and here's another thing as well. If if you you find out you are HIV positive, it is not the end of the world. We've had advancements in medical technology, so the idea is it's okay. You just have to know your status. Knowledge is power, and you should just go and get that power. And apparently, it also makes you illiterate. Knowledge is power. I'm sorry, I had something in my mouth for a second there. Doctor Raj, naughty naughty. Again? <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us once again. And we will see you, Thank you for having me on another the show. time. Thank uh, hopefully, you. we'll yeah. have the chance. So, what you can do is, if you love our content, as I know you do, you can reach out to us on our website at www.icekachang.com.my or check us out on social media on Facebook at icekachangmy and on Instagram at icekachangmy. You could talk to Farah at OMG Farah. You could talk to me at Mr. Kevin Chong. We've already given you uh, the address to MUC Clinics. And most importantly, if you find this informative, if you find it funny if you find that you've you've learned something in the last 15 minutes share this episode with your friends so all of you can go get tested together yes